Hello everybody, Riley the Desk here with Desks and Dorks, doing a quick intro for a small multi-piece episode, I guess you could say, or maybe multi-chaptered episode, where it's just some uh, some musings of the desk, if you will. I'm going to talk a bit about RPG design, but not the design piece, but maybe ways to make it more accessible for the budding RPG designer. I'm also, on a completely side note, going to be doing a little bit of a PAX Unplugged recap. So listen in, feel free to scrub to the piece that you want to listen to, and as always, we appreciate you guys checking us out. We will catch you soon. Thank you. Hello everybody, welcome to Desks and Dorks, your favorite board game design and creation podcast that as always is shaped by you, bringing you the best in indie tabletop gaming. As you guys know, we like to do interviews, reviews, and so much more. Today is the so much more portion, I guess you could say, in that I'm just going to be talking a little bit about game design, but not as a designer, but instead as the desk side of things in the producing. Um, Zine Quest in February is coming up. We're looking forward to being able to get you guys a link soon for our version, or our version, but our uh, addition to Zine Quest 2023. But I uh, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what Zine Quest and like what, how you can make a game and how you can participate without having to invest a lot of money straight ahead, right? So Zine Quest, you know, it's, it's the indie RPG time of year. And now it's going to be February of 2023. It used to be February, then it got pushed back into like August of this past year, and now it's going back to February. So you have creators of all sizes, I mean, some small ones and some more established ones that make a zine. It, you know, it, some of them are professionally printed, kind of like almost, like almost like a trade paperback style. Some are more of a zine format thinner pages some are kind of a mix between the two and some of them are so much as print and play where you're supposed to print at your own printer or maybe they're printed on heavier cardstock and shipped down as that so if you are a designer especially of role-playing games and you are looking to kind of branch out and do a kickstarter or kind of join the community and get a little bit of recognition of course, you always want to start building your own base, right? You need to talk with people. You need to kind of get play testers. You need to get interest in your game. But you want to make sure that when you go to launch, that you launch at a time that makes sense. So ZineQuest is when people that are looking to take a risk on a new role-playing game are going to peak. And there's a lot of people that just do digital zines, like I said, or ones that you can kind of print out. Um, and Outlaws and Owlbears is my favorite example of one that is quite literally just cardstock. I mean, it's not even cardstock, actually. It's just thicker paper. Um, just thicker copy paper. Printed up at like a Staples or Kinko's or some office supply store, stapled together, and mailed out by hand. And that kind of inspired us, Kyle and I, while we were looking at our zine for zine quest 2023 is we love what we did with after the rain this nice production quality we have a physical book it's nice it's got a glossy cover 
But for Zine Quest, what if we design it? We look at getting art for um, that's simple, that's basic. It's mostly kind of a darker color with a darker um, backed kind of cover style, you know, maybe printed on black um, cardstock even. And we have a 12 to 16 to 18 page zine. We print it ourselves. We buy, We staple it, bind it ourselves. And of course, that means we get to ship it ourselves. The cost gets to be a lot lower than like an after the rain. Um, though, of course, with getting art and everything, that starts to raise it again. But the production cost is so much lower now that we have a eco tank style printer and can actually print a lot um, at a more affordable budget. It definitely is a thought. And it gives us a chance to do some of these smaller role-playing games that we think people will enjoy and kind of like without just being the quick $1 RPGs that we have on Itch.io, on deskandorks.itch.io. You actually get a, you know, a physical copy. It's a little bit longer than one page, of course, a little bit more in-depth. And it gives you a chance to kind of have another Desks and Dorks title physically at a lower cost to you, a lower cost to us. It kind of helps to keep us and, you know, in retrospect, if we're talking about looking at it from this indie um, RPG designer look yourself in the forefront and kind of people getting the chance to play your games while breaking down the uh, wall of super expensive. Um, Of course, offering a cheaper PDF is a grand idea, but having those physical versions, um, it's just neat. You have a few people that are really going to want those. It's, you know, something like holding it in your hand. You know, Outlaws and Owlbears, yes, it's it's just thick copy paper, but that's a part of my collection. I love it for what it is. Because this person put their heart and their soul into making this book about Wild West high fantasy. And they succeeded because they wanted to make it work. Um, So if you're looking to be an RPG designer or breaking that wall down, take a look at ZineQuest 2023. I'll link the main Kickstarter page in the description. But take a look at it. Maybe now's your chance, right? Um, make a digital zine. You know, you don't have to have everything physical, though it's a lot more fun. Um, and if you are doing it physical, look at your options. It doesn't have to be a printing it at your own printer or printing it at an office supply store. Drive through RPG lets you do print on demand. And with Kickstarter, you can set it up so that you essentially do codes that you would just pay a flat sum into drive through RPG and give people codes, coupon codes, or just ship it from there to them so that drive through prints it out. There's a bunch of other kind of suppliers that do the same. Look at Lulu.com. If you're looking for a little more expensive but really, really premium, a blurb. Um, you know, get creative. Make your own zine. You want to make a mini zine? You can make it super tiny yourself. Um, really cut down on cost. It doesn't have to be a five and a half, um, was it like a 5.75 or whatever it is by, uh, 
No, yeah, 5.5 by 8.5. It could be even tinier. It could be half that. Maybe instead of printing on A4 a letter, you want to print it on the little A2 pages. You have that option. So give it a shot. Take Zine Quest 2023 by the horns and kind of see uh, see what you can make of it. But yeah, these are just some slight ramblings from Riley. I'm also going to go ahead and lead you into, away from the designer piece, into um, a PAX Unplugged 2022 recap. That is just as rambly, so hopefully you guys like this kind of slice of life style. Um, yeah, lots of ums, lots of ums, lots of oohs. But here we are, guys. I'm going to transition you in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Desks and Dorks, your favorite board game design and creation podcast, bringing you the best in indie tabletop gaming. It's, as always, shaped by you. I'm Riley, the desk to Kyle's dork. And if you hadn't already, last week, Kyle and I talked a little bit about PAX Prep. That was posted the first day of PAX because we prepare for the future on the day of because that's how you live your life in the board gaming industry sometimes, folks. But with that being said, I wanted to take a few minutes and kind of reflect on PAX. Now, I only went on the Saturday. I went as a just Saturday pass holder. I didn't go for the media pass or anything like that. I did get a chance to have two kind of discussions with publishers on a reviewing side of things as content creators and had a chance to kind of play with some games and have some fun. Um, But yeah, so my first big convention experience with my very first convention experience at all being Save Against Fear, a small, like four to five hundred people convention over the course of a weekend in York, Pennsylvania where we did have a booth, um, it was completely different. Save was kind of quiet, a lot smaller. You know, there was like 13, 12, 13 booths in the RPG hall and some stuff in the board game hall, whereas PAX had the expo hall that was filled with everything from some smaller game companies. Like, there's a tabletop, uh, there's a card game, I guess a TCG, a trading card game called Genesis, that kind of had like a half booth. You had a lot of people with modules with like half booths that do like 5e supplements. Or there was a guy selling um, modules for first edition Dungeons and Dragons and first edition advanced Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which was kind of fancy, kind of exciting to see. It was unique. So you had a little bit of everything, you know, from those all the way to Pokemon to St. Jude's. St. Jude's had a magic event going on you had just everything so it definitely was a big experience you know seeing a lot of bigger name in gaming a lot of small things some different kind of generic shops that sold a little bit of everything it's uh it's eye-opening and a lot of people now i know that there were some panels that happened they had what's called the omegathon that pretty much highlights i think it's 12 people throughout the entire weekend and they challenge each other to see who wins. And different, there's four different games or whatever that they play. Um, so there's a lot of things that go on other than just buying. But the expo hall is kind of where I spent pretty much my entire time. Um, whether it was chatting a little bit with Forever Stoked um, Creative. 
which, you know, they do a lot of the cyanide and happiness games, such as Master Dater, um, which is actually a pretty fun game. Um, I have some pictures that I was able to take. We did not get a chance to record video, but I did get a chance to chat a little bit with them um, and kind of see what was going on. We got some exclusive looks at a future game we're not allowed to talk about yet, but when they post about that, I can post some pictures. That's kind of neat, um, as well as we got a chance to play all of their current games. So the Cyanide and Happiness, Master Dater. Um, we also played Made Up Movies, which is very similar to the film Pitch Storm, to the film, to the game Pitch Storm, where you make film ideas, except with a lot less role-playing. It's a little bit easier to kind of jump into, a lot more party-esque. Um, kind of everyone ends up going near each other. It's not like you have these five-minute things where two people are the only ones talking. So that was actually pretty fun and exciting to see. Two, I got a chance to chat with Debbie over at Wise Wizard Games, play a little bit of Kapow, the new superhero and supervillain dice rolling game that's quite literally a dice builder, technically, that has a, a little uh, screen, not quite a GM screen, but that kind of idea, which I'm always down for. Um, and of course, they're the creators of Star Realms and Hero Realms. I actually got a chance to look at Star Realms for the first time ever. I haven't played it yet, but I'm looking forward to giving that a shot at the table, and you'll be seeing some content on youtube.com slash desksanddork soon. Um, yeah, I think it was just fun to get a chance to chat with people, to kind of see all the different booths, how they run, you know, looking at it from a for a brief moment from a publisher side, you know, with us having some role-playing games and wanting to get into that sphere a little bit heavier on the selling side, you know, we're now in distribution with Indie Press Revolution and we're in a bunch of game stores and, you know, we've, we've got versions that we can even sell internationally um, via Lulu.com. Like, we want to look into booths. So it's kind of neat to see how different companies do things and how they run it. And the fact that they all run it a little bit different. You have some really casual, some really kind of heavy ones. Like Funko Games had a whole section dedicated to Five Nights at Freddy's. Because I guess that's still a really popular thing. And the one person, like they had one section of it where the entire time they were just playing a ja with a um, Pop Goes the Weasel with the Freddy Fazbear in the middle, where when you spun it, it played the theme song, question mark? I assume, not super familiar, to Five Nights at Freddy's, and they were doing quick demos where it's like, all right, like, it's essentially a risk-taking game of spin it however many times you want, but you lose when it pops up. So, you know, the games that kind of attract attention. I think I'm kind of rambling a little bit, and I apologize for that, folks. It's uh, it's always a hectic week right after a convention and a hectic time and with the holidays. But, yeah, I think this is more of something to kind of add at the end of an episode. So we're going to see what happens with that. But uh, thanks for listening in, guys. As always, you can watch Desks and Dorks on YouTube.com slash Desks and Dorks. Listening to us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or services by searching us at Desks and Dorks. Deskandorks.itch.io is our itch.io webpage. 
And you can find us on DriveThruRPG. Like I said, you can get physical copies via lulu.com in the YouTube description or at Indie Press Revolution, also in the YouTube description, I believe. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, as always, and we will catch you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.